What's good? We in the building, man. Sorry for the digital delay, but we back in the building live and direct. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. The Sideline Pass. You got me, the mayor, in the building. Live and direct. Speaker.com holding us down. Wacko Bob's in the building. Real quick, I got my man in the house, Keith Avalon. We're going to set it off quick because we on borrowed time right now. He's hanging out with us. So Keith, what's good, man? How you feeling? Doing good. Doing good. How about you? I'm good, man. Um... I'm feeling good. My Buccaneers put 55, a double, a double nickel on the Rams, so I feel good. Um, Play.com, wow. you already know what it is, History Maker Baseball. I'm sad right now, Keith. I'm sad. Right. My Yankees got swept. I played, I played the, Yankee, the Yankees and the Minnesota Twins division series. The Yankees got swept. I feel some kind of way. They did not hit. Um... Like I said earlier, the pitching was okay, but we just had bad spots. Pineda pitched gem seven and a third. Um, we just didn't show up, man. So I'm hoping that we could do better, you know, in them series starting on Friday night. But it was a great game, and I was just getting – just waiting for the Yankees to show up, and they never did. Hmm. What was LeMayu's numbers? Uh, LeMayu? LeMayu yeah, went yeah, four, four for 11. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, he went 4 for 11. Robert Torres went 2 for 11. Marcella went 4 for 10. Didi Gregorius went 2 for 7. Ah. And, and, yeah, they, just ah. Didn't get the, they didn't get the big hits, that's all. The big, the big right, uh, you know, right. bombs, right? Yeah, that, that's right. They, they didn't get key hits, man. 
Um, Rosario, Rosario was three for 11. Kepler was three for 14. Buxton was two for 10. He led off game three with a, a double and kind of killed the whole vibe. Um, Nelson Cruz was three for 12. I, um, Jonathan Shope was like four for 11. He had a nice series. So Noah was three for 11. You know, so they, they were hitting when they needed to hit. We just didn't hit when we, we had to. You know, Odorizzi so they are, a complete game in game three. Odorizzi killed us. Right. So they're, they're probably yeah. going to play the Twins in real life, right? Yeah, Friday night starts game one. Yep. I'm kind of I'm kind of shook, Bob. I'm I'm kind of shook for real, for real, Keith, man. I, I'm I'm kind of shook because we got a hit. We got it. We got a <laughs> hit, man. You know, and, and, yeah. and Stan, I'm like, oh, we play it in. So it's gonna be hard, whatever we do. Um, talk about the uh, trip. You just coming back from St. Louis, man? Another great situation out there. Some people having fun with play games. Talk about that a little bit, man. Well, it was really fun. It's our, it's our annual uh, pre-play of the of the World Series using the in-season cards. We take the, you know, we take the, uh, we basically, you know, fast forward through the regular season and kind of, uh, I wouldn't say we're trying to predict what's going to happen, but we try to provide a, you know, viable scenario of what might happen. And so, uh, you know, our, our, our division winners were all the same. Uh, our wild cards were a little bit different in our, in our universe. Uh, we, we picked up with our, our, uh, you know, fast forward, we kind of diverted from reality on September 10th and played right. out the rest of the season from there. So at that point, what, what happened in our, in our universe was the Phillies got really hot and the Mets got really cold. Uh, yeah. The Brewers got really cold. Um, the Diamondbacks got really hot. So, I mean, it was, you know, teams can go on streaks. I'm not saying that's, you know, necessarily unrealistic. It's just, you know, just the way it played out in our universe didn't play out that way in, 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 in a real big league, but, uh, but, uh, I, I felt pretty happy about the way it all turned out. Uh, and then, uh, well, what I thought was interesting was, uh, after we had our, our, our wild card games were, uh, same in the AL is it is, you know, this week with the Rays and the A's and, uh, in our, in, yeah, in ours, uh, the, the Rays shut them out three to nothing in Oakland. Uh, so we'll see if that, you know, if that was any kind of a, portent of things to come but our our nl uh wild card game was arizona and uh um i'm drawing a blank now philadelphia philadelphia got really hot and so uh and and the diamondbacks diamondbacks are really hot too so the d-backs actually won that game and then uh then from there was what was interesting was you know all all four divisional series were sweeps um Mm -hmm. where Whereas last year, you know, we did we did this we've done this now seven years. Last year, mm-hmm. all four division series were winning all five games. So it was like right. uh, it just seems to kind of you know go in clusters, I guess. I don't know. So it, yeah, it, it's uh, anything can happen in a short series, you know. I guess. So That's right. Uh, yeah. Had, so we had, yeah. So we had, we had the Twins and the uh, and uh, the uh, Astros in the American League. And then we had the Dodgers and the Braves in the National League, and you know I, I will I'll be the first to admit you know we, we use the, we go to a game seven format. We went to St. Louis. That's where we took it to St. Louis. We we played out the divisional series, uh, the full the full uh, best three of five, and then the first time we did this, which was gosh back in twenty fourteen or twenty thirteen, it was twenty thirteen. Uh, we played out the full 
ALCS and NLCS. And then we played the full World Series. And it was just a really long day. You know, we, we, we played, I don't know how many games. It was like 15 games of baseball. And it was just seemed like too long. So the second year, 2014, we went to this Game 7 format where we just assumed that the series is tied three games apiece mm-hmm. and we play a, game seven, play a Game 7 to determine who goes to the World Series. And, you know, right. I'll be the first to admit that probably gave the Braves kind of an unfair advantage because I don't know if the Braves would take the Dodgers in a seven-game series, but they mm-hmm. certainly could beat them once, and they did. So they, they, uh, they advanced to our World Series because they, they managed to... Oh, and, and, and it was... <laughs> Critical mistake. I, they didn't start. Uh, I forget who, who was managing the the Dodgers in that game seven, but they didn't have Ryu on the mound. They went with Kershaw, and uh, he pitched okay, but uh, you know Ryu is pretty much unbeatable. And uh, right, so right. so the Braves beat him. So it was the Bra- in our World Series. It was, it was uh, the Braves and the Astros, and uh, it went six games. Astros had an, won an epic, it was an epic game uh, six, where the Braves mm-hmm. fell behind six to one, and then uh, they ch- kept chipping away. At, it, you know, they're, they're down six to one, and the Astros have Granky on the mound. And it's like, well, let's, let's write this one off, you know. But they did, they, you know, they kept just, they got a run here, and then they got a run there, and then it was six to right, five, right, right. and then they, got a, then they got a big three-run inning. I think it was the sixth inning or seventh inning and they took the lead eight to six it was like whoa and of course by that time grunky was gone and then the astros right. came back you know they tied it up right. at eight and then springer hit a springer hit a digger in the i think it was the eighth inning to put them on top and then we had drama in the ninth and uh they managed to hold off you know hold off the braves and the, and the astros went at nine to eight to uh win the uh, game six and win the series so it was really an exciting series we had about we had 14 people there show up a lot of them came from out of town. We had people from seven different states show up, right. and uh, it was really, really, really fun. The, the venue is very spacious. Um, of course, you know, St. Louis is a great baseball town anyway, and the Cardinals were, you know, playing for their lives to win the division. So there was a lot of baseball buzz. You know, all the all, everywhere, everywhere we went, people were wearing Cardinals jerseys, and it was, it was a really good baseball vibe, and I thought that really added to it. So, uh yeah, we had a great time. It's just a great, great, great event. That's what it is, man. I'm glad, I'm glad that, you know, get to really, you know, expound on it and, and the word spreads and the interest spreads and the vibe spreads. So that's really a great thing, man. So, um, again, man, um, it catapults. So everybody can, you know, feel like they're participating and really get into managing these games and they're, and they're good. So now people can kind of put their put their uh, skills where their mouth is. Now you're managing right. these guys. You're trying to, well, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's the best part about it for me. You know what I mean? That's why I felt so disappointed when my Yankees got swept. You know what I mean? Right. It, 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 it is what it is. But I, like you said, the Twins are good. It's not like the Twins are a slouch team. You know what I mean? Not at all. Not at right. all. Um, I know you, you watch the New Orleans Saints to switch, to switch gears a little bit. You watch the New Orleans Saints um, against the Cowboys, and it's kind of like a, a a replay of the game last year in Dallas, where the Cowboys won thirteen to ten. This time, the Saints won twelve to ten. They beat the Cowboys on four field goals. I, 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 how do you feel about your Saints, man? And how did Teddy Bridgewater look? Well, you know, uh, I, 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 I. I didn't believe it until I guess I did believe it. I wasn't thinking about it though, but it was the first time the Saints had won 
a game without scoring a touchdown since 1998. You know, that's a mm. long time. Right, uh, so right. that in itself was that in itself was pretty impressive. But you know, it's one thing to beat you know the Browns. Well, I guess not. The Browns are pretty good this year. But you know, it's, it's one thing to beat the Bengals twelve to ten. Uh, but right. it's another thing to shut down the Cowboys and beat the Cowboys twelve to ten. Right. So I thought this. I thought the Saints defense really stepped up. Uh, you know, Marcus Davenport looks like uh, somebody yelled in his ear or something and told him he better start producing for you know all the all the that's huh? right. He went to go see the wizard. He went to go see the wizard. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, like, come on, man. Come on. Let's get it. Let's get it together. Yeah, he's playing pretty good, and uh, I thought the defense was. You know, Marshawn Lattimore. You know, he, I don't know what it was last year. He just didn't seem to be the same player that he was in his rookie year. But uh, man, he, he's he's starting to you know pick it back up. So I thought it was a really impressive when Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I think I think you know the more he plays, the more comfortable he gets. Uh, right. I think the better he's going to be. I think this is like a this is like a golden opportunity for him. I mean, I mean it's 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 so awesome for him. He had that, right. you know that, that right. injury. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was, I was disagreeing with you. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He had that injury, and and I think a lot of people kind of wrote him off, and. Mm. Uh, and he, he he always kept the faith, and here's right. his big chance. I mean, he's got a, he's got the team around him, and the team. You know, it's like the team is dependent on him. It's like a win win, mm-hmm. you know. The team's dependent That's on right. him, and he's he, he's got a, a great platform. I mean, you know, if he can if he can perform well, and uh, uh, you know, uh, keep the Saints in the run. I mean, he doesn't have to win every game, but I mean, if he if he continues to play well, I guess what I'm saying is. He's going to be in a good position at the end of this season to either, you know, take over for Breeze. Uh, you know, right. Sean Payton has said that, uh, you know, he's gone on record as saying that uh, Teddy Bridgewater, he feels like Teddy Bridgewater is his quarterback of the future. Teddy Bridgewater uh, is that's, good. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think that's why we're yeah, seeing people seem to forget. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, people seem to forget. Right. So, I mean, so... I was not mad that, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is getting his chance to do what he does, you know what I mean, and play on a good team, you know, so he, he, he could do that. So, um, again, but I feel, you know, like it's twice a year that, you know, I don't want to see Teddy Bridgewater do good. And one of those uh, times is coming up, New Orleans Saints playing against my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm saying it with my chest, Keith, because uh, we put a, a, a double nickel on the Los Angeles Rams. And I'm feeling yeah. good about my Buccaneers right now. I'm, I'm feeling good, Keith. I'm feeling like I can sit at the table and say, yeah, this is what we did. You know what I mean? Uh, even though we we did give up 40 points, even though, you know what I mean, when we was up by 25, you know what I'm saying? So I, I right. really don't know. I got a Jekyll Hyde situation going on. Jameis Winston played very well. I can't take nothing away from him, you know. But you know what? I think Marcus Peters, you know, he plays above his head sometimes. I really don't like Marcus Peters' game. He talk a lot, but he get burnt toast a lot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and, and I, Yeah, so I think that, you know, the Rams' defense, it is what it is, but I felt good for Indominus Sue. He got that strip fumble, ran it back for a touchdown, so I felt good for him. But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. man, this is the best I felt about my team in a minute, man. 55 points? I'm not mad at the Buccaneers, man. We just put a complete game together – We'll be all right. We'll be well, all right. You know, well, 55 points, I mean, it's one thing to score, but that's the, that's the most points 
that the Bucks have ever scored. Ever. Yeah, you know, absolutely. <laughs> That's why I'm celebrating it. I'm a Bucks fan. That's right. <laughs> and, and they yes, uh, and they did it against they did it against Aaron Donald and the Rams, which is pretty right. impressive. I could I, you know I saw that score on my phone. And I couldn't believe it. Right. But there you have it. Right. Bruce Aaron. That's the right. Man. Bruce Aaron is uh, you know, I think he's the guy that's making that all happen. Uh, I mean, think about it. Yeah. If that guy, if if the kicker makes the kick from thirty yards, they're three yep. and one. That's right. And absolutely. That's right. That's right. So, I, I, you know, so I'm feeling I'm feeling good about my team, man. I think that um, you know, if we could compete, you know, I still, you know, because I'm not scared of Atlanta. I'm not even worried about Atlanta. Atlanta Falcons oh, no. garbage. I'm not. Worried about you know what I mean? Right, um, Kyle yeah. Allen, yeah, Kyle Allen is is looking like he's trying to do something in Carolina. You know what I mean? While Cam is out, so I, I mean it is what it is with them. But um, the Saints, I think that's only you know that's the only competition in the division. If we just play, you know, like we play, we're not gonna play like that every week. I understand that. You know what I mean? But we can just compete. Right. You know what I mean? That's you know, Jameis does his thing. He rocks. Look what he did on that Rams defense, like you said. You know, he had his moments when he went back to the old Jameis. But I take that. If I can put fifty-five well, I mean, up on the rank, yeah, they scored. Uh, they, they scored forty-eight points last year against the Saints in the Superdome. So I mean, you know, it's yep. going to be uh, it's hard. To, I don't think I don't think uh, the Saints are going to be able to uh, play a, a racehorse type game with them. You know, Sunday. I don't think I don't think we're going to see a forty-eight forty game this time. Right. Um, I think I think that uh, you know Sean Payton's pretty smart and he's. Right. You know he's uh, tailoring that offense to you know to get to get yardage in small chunks, but steady, and to use up time. You know, just to right. and we're basically using his offense for defense. Keep the other guys off okay. the field, just keep the ball. And, and uh, you know, if you, if you look at Bridgewater's passing stats, I think I, I think I, I I read that he threw like maybe one or two passes. Longer than longer than fifteen yards. Most of his passing is you know dink and dunk and kind of look out to the backfield to Camara or whatever. So they're clearly right. they're you know there are two things at play there. They're trying to keep it safe so that we don't turn you know turnovers and and uh, put them in bad situations, but also to uh, have those high percentage plays with, you know so the guys can just get get yards down the field. They don't have to get fifty yards in a play. Get ten yards, eight yards here, right. six yards there. So it's clear, pretty clear that's what they're doing. And so for that reason. I don't think that it's going to be another forty-eight forty game Sunday, but I, you know, I couldn't tell you who's going to win. I mean, you could flip a coin. I, I, I do think the Bucks have got a pretty good team, I, and I'm really high on Bruce Aarons. I think he's a pretty great coach. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not jumping out the window yet, but I like what I see. If we could just, you know, keep the momentum going, don't get full of yourself. You know, I mean, nobody saw this coming. You didn't see it coming either. So let's keep it real. You know what I mean? Just go out there and play. You know what I mean? Like you know you can play. If you know you mm-hmm. can play like that against the Rams, what you know? What else is there to do? So I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking that you know we just could be consistent. We could be people could start talking about us again. That's all. I just want to be consistent. So, we got to crawl before we walk. You know. So if you're if you're a Rams fan, just you put yourself in right. in the the Rams locker room right now. What what are you thinking now? So it's a lot to consider. And me on the outside looking in, as far as the Rams are concerned, I think that the Rams, you know, aren't as good as people give them credit for. 
I mean, they're good. They have a good team. But my, my, my case, my case in point would be the Super Bowl. That would be my case in point. You know, regardless mm-hmm. of all they did during the season and, you know, people were thinking that they were going to give the Patriots a challenge, whatever it may be, they didn't show up at all. That's my case in point. And the year before that, Keith, when they had the Eagles at home in the playoffs mm-hmm. and they lost, when the Eagles mm-hmm. won the Super Bowl, that's, my, that's, that's point B. That's exhibit B. You know what I mean? So I, I, I really don't, I really don't respect the Rams like that. Todd Gurley, notwithstanding, Jared Goff, you know he, you don't know, you don't know what Jared Goff you're going to get. You know what I mean? Even though defensively they're beasts, the Rams are beasts defensively. But you know what I mean? They they score forty, give up fifty five. You know what I mean? So yeah. again, you know it's a lot of it's a lot of holes with the Rams. You ask me. Shout out to Sean McVay. He does his thing. You know what I mean? But. Come on now. The Rams, I, I, I don't know, man. You know, I think people were high on the Rams last year. They didn't, you know, the year before last, they didn't show up. You know what I mean? Last year, they got all the way to the Super Bowl and laid a goose egg. Mm-hmm. Come on now. I think, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, so, yeah. I, I think that uh, the two games against the 49ers are going to be pretty.
Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime, Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around. 
and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further. Oh, there's a machine gun. Look out, Daddy! Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! For the best in old-time radio adventures, you've come to the right place. This is one nostalgic weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Yeah, man, we back in the building. Um, Keith, you still with me? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I appreciate you, man, for hanging out, man. That's the that's no worries. Um, so um, yeah, we were talking about the um, the Saints, um, and, and what you see for them later on down the line, and when Drew Brees comes back and things of that nature. Um, I like you know Alvin Kamara. He's one of my favorite players in the league. I I like his game. I like what he does. He's a you know he's a he's a threat to hit a home run. If I could use history, make a baseball slang, every time he touches mm-hmm. the ball, you know what I mean. I like. I like what he does, man. So I just think he's going to be um, one of those guys. If the Saints are going to, you know, do some work, I think he's going to have to, you know, continue to be a monster back there. You know, because Alvin Kamara, I like watching him play. You never know. You know, he, he doesn't go down after the first contact. I like Alvin Kamara's game. Um, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts about, real quick, man? Um, I don't know how much time you got, but real quick, I just want to know your thoughts on the California Fair Pay to Play, where um, the state of California passed that uh, that uh, law where the um, kids that go to college now they can you know get paid to, you know for their likeness and, and things of that nature. They can hire agents so they can you know do things that um, you know help them as far as to get some you know get some money. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, I I don't know that that's I feel kind of, I have two, two different thoughts on that. First of all, I feel like um, maybe the college arena isn't the place for people to be getting paid. Um, okay. But, you know, uh, if you're talking about football, for example, I think, you know, that's kind of what the, uh, what the Alliance of American football and what the XFL is thinking of doing is taking, you know, finding players who, maybe don't want to go to college, but they want to play ball, you know, and sort of like right. what the minor league, what they do in minor league baseball, where, you know, you can opt to go to college uh, and right. get an education and play on the side, or you can just focus full time on playing ball. I think, I mean, I think I, I don't have any problem with, with uh, uh, people coming out of high school or if you're 14 and can play well, you know, that's, that's fine too. I mean, I don't, I don't have any problem with people getting paid to play. I just don't know that college is, is the, is the right place for that. I mean, I know the argument goes, 
that the colleges are making huge money off uh, TV rights and yada, 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 yada. Well, um, that's a whole different problem, I think. Maybe the colleges ought to be redirecting more of that that money into, uh, you know, into this, the schools or into, into the players. Um, right. so yeah, I guess I, I guess I don't feel like it's necessarily the, the best move, but I understand the sentiment behind it. Yeah, man. I, and I, and I feel like, you know, to, to me, I, I just feel like it, it's, it's something that the NCAA can kind of like let people get off of their neck for a second. Cause, because I, I know that, the state of California is going to implement it, but it's not going to be take effect until 2023. So to me, that just says to these kids that just entered high school, that are freshmen in high school right now, that started in September 2019, they're going to be graduating in 2023 in the state of California. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be, you know, you, know you, you follow what I'm saying? So 2023, that law goes into, if it goes into effect, by that time, they're going to be lining up endorsement deals. These kids are getting ready right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that's what makes it a little, puts a little sour stain on the game. And, and I understand where you're coming from. You know, the, 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 um, the object of college is to get your education. The, the home run now is three to one. All right, that was Trey Turner. Trey Turner home run. Um, the mm-hmm. object of the game is to get your education, you know what I mean, first. But, I mean, if you're a commodity and you're a, and you're a product for the school, which basically that's what you are when you're an athlete, and they're making money. I mean, it's a different time. That's how it was explained to me. I get where you're coming from. The the days of Al McGuire and Bear Bryant and 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 I mean, because they was doing it in the Barry Switzer days, it just wasn't legal. They was doing it. You know what I mean? But right. those days are past. Those days are gone. You know. Um, so now these kids want to. They want to get compensated. You know, outside of well, thing, uh, board and tuition. And, and, and one more thing, one more thing. Let me say this. Let me finish like this. Really, in today's climate, what's the worth of a college education in today's climate? No disrespect to it. I have a degree, you know what I mean? No disrespect. But what's, right. I mean, you know, you got people that are, you know, CEOs and, you know, doing what they want to do without that. You know what I mean? And you're putting a price on it, and I already get it. For a football example, Florida, Texas, California, Pennsylvania, Ohio, they're going to be going quick. They're going to have all the money to get all the right. players. You know what I'm saying? But here's another thing, Keith, that, that kind of is, is interesting. How, is, is it going to be across the board or is each state going to have their own individual way to look at it, individual rules? I don't know. It, it, uh, it seems like you're good. What, what's going to happen is you're going to have like a super league of, uh, of, you know, college. Well, they were, you know, the, the, first of all, so you sign this player, uh, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to pay him money to play for Penn state or whatever. So right. does he have to go to, does he have to go to class or do, does he just, is he just like a paid mercenary? Does the, he just paid to play football for your school? I mean, right. if that's the case, if that's the case and, then why not have uh, why not have some of these NFL washouts? Uh, you know, Antonio Brown. Why did Antonio? Why did Antonio Brown play for Michigan State? I mean, if you're just gonna just pay people to play for, <laughs> right, it, right, 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 right,
<laughs> or 35 or 40, you know what? Right. You know, I, as long as they enrolled in school, right. Absolutely. I get it. Yeah, it's like, it, it's got all kind of problems like that, but uh, it'll come down to, I think, the big schools like Texas and UCLA that are paying their players right. big money. Uh, mm-hmm. And they'll have like one super league college league. Then you have the other schools that they're just not going to do that. They're just they're going to say, "Hey, you know, you want to get an education and, and you know play ball for us, and and we'll comp your education. That's great. If you don't want to do that, that's not enough for you. Yeah. Go play for UCLA. You know, right. and those teams are going to be like vastly inferior to uh, the others. Uh, yep. But maybe that's just the way the fu- the future of collegiate sports." It, it, but why well, I said, it, it, but my point is, but my point uh-huh. is, if you're if you're if you're a Joe football player coming out of high school that's got super ability and, and zero desire to go to class, why wouldn't you sign with the XFL and get paid? You know, what's 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 Penn State going to pay you? You know, versus mm. what you know a professional league could play could pay. I right. mean, you know, right. I, it just doesn't seem very workable. Yeah, man, and, and I think that the NCAA really got bigger, you know, bigger issues. But I think it's not, it's not going to take effect until 2023, so they got enough time to even stand and try to, you know, try to, you know, appeal it or fight it. So, I mean, I believe it when I see it, you know. But I think that um, yeah. that's, a, that's a step towards, you know, um, um, I hate to use this word, anarchy. Cause it's going it's to be crazy. It's gonna be, yeah. it's gonna be bananas. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, and, and I hate to see that. You know. So again, this, it's like you said. That's why I was laughing because the example you was giving was so vivid. I see it. I see it happening. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? Like what? Okay, you got so and so that plays out there in the playground. Let him go sign up and play. You know what I mean? And pay him. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So I with the class. Yeah. He's getting paid. You know what I mean? So. It's, it's it's really really you know um, I guess the way of the world man um, you know capitalism has no moral base so it is right. it, it, it yeah it is what it is capitalism has no moral base man so you gonna get it how you live well, get it get it they've been doing it for years well, anyway yeah but this, and the thing is that only there's only like like fifteen hundred NFL jobs available you know right. and it's, if you're if you're going to, you know, pin your whole hopes and dreams on making an NFL team and starring in the NFL, I mean, it's, it's kind of a, it's really kind of a silly thing to, to, to be pursuing, uh, for 99% of the people, you know, uh, those people are really much better off getting a college degree and playing ball, you know, on the side kind of, you know, and not, and not being paid, it just, but rather, being motivated to go to class and get some, you know, get some degree. Although I do hear your point about, you know, a college, what's a college degree these days that that also is changing, you know, the value of a college degree. So, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe they don't want to go to college. Maybe they, maybe they go yeah. for army or Navy or something. I don't know. <laughs> right. That's right. I mean, you know, again, um, that's how it was explained to me. And I was like, I thought about it for a second and I said, well, you, you know, you have the ultimate point that, you know, times have definitely changed. But to me, I go back to, you know, to, to Barry Switzer when they was, you know, when they was, uh, I, I won't get into it right now, but it was really a, a, a bad situation at Oklahoma. But um, I go back to that. They've been doing it. 
But now it's just out in the open, and now people are speaking up against the NCAA and saying, hey, how come I can't have a piece of the pie? I got to go in there and buy my own jersey with my name on it, and you get all the money and I don't get nothing. You know what I mean? So, I mean, times have changed. So, you know, the attitudes have changed. The student athletes feel like they, you know, it should be fair across the board. I'm making revenue for you. Why am I not getting, why am I not able to get a piece of the pie? I understand you, you know, taking care of my room and board, you know what I mean, and the tuition, but my talent, I'm, I'm, I can get hurt today or tomorrow and I'm done. Then what? Well, that's where you're supposed to be going to class to get your degree or something. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like that's not the college's responsibility to, ins- to ensure that so, you make money as a professional athlete. That's right. I get exactly where you cover from, and I feel like the the people that um, that are against it, I, I get where they're coming from. But again, like you said, you know, it's more to it than just playing ball. You, you go in there to do something else, so you can, you know, live beyond your playing ball days. That's limited space too. You know what I mean? So you have to have something for your after playing ball days are over. And I get it, right? So, yeah. So. I, I, I totally get it, man, and, and it's and it's up to the individual, man. But it's it's tempting, man. You get these kids out here, you know, you know what it is, man. It's different. They want to be, you know, everybody wants to be number one. Everybody. So they're yeah. gonna get seen. They're gonna, you know, do what they do. You know, it's funny. It's, you, you, it's funny you bring this up because uh, uh-huh. I was watching, sitting in the air, I was sitting in the airport at St. Louis, trying to kill time for. I was waiting for my plane. I was just gonna doing YouTube, and I, I ran across this this feature on uh, uh, Saints uh, linebacker Jim Kovash, who played for them in the 70s and 80s, and he was right. he became a medical doctor, and he was actually interning uh, as a doctor in the offseason while he was playing professional football, and okay. it was just it was, it was just such a stark contrast. It's like, here's this guy playing middle linebacker. He's a pretty good linebacker, too, uh, mm-hmm. and then they show him in his, in his uh, white doctor, starts doctor's coat and he's going around making the rounds and he's you know he's got his 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 like stethoscope and apparatus and he's talking to elderly people and he's and he's making diagnoses like whoa what a concept here's a guy who's a doctor but he plays right. pro football i mean right such a Absolutely. To, I mean, that's, that's the way it used to be yep. but that's not and the way it is wrong. that's right that's right. There's nothing wrong with that at all, man. So, again, man, and, and I'm the dude that really stressed that, the education component, man, because I, I get upset when I see um, these kids leave early. I get it. You know what I mean? It is what it is. I understand. I'm not, you know, mad at you, but I think that you're going to wish you went back for that education, for that experience. You know what I mean? For the experience, man. Because we know what it is. We know you're taking creative pottery. We know you're doing that. We know that's the type of classes that you're taking. You still can't go to that to show up. You know what I mean? Come on now. So, again, at the end of the day, man, you know, it, it, it's, you know you're going to need that. Because your playing days are, right. are, are far between. You, you never know. And you have to fall back on that degree, man. And that's crazy, you know? But um, I just wanted to get, get your thoughts on that a little bit, man. Um, Brewers over the Nationals, 3-1. to one. All right, top of the fourth. Scherzer is getting touched up a little bit, but I think he's trying to come back to, you know, make it happen. Now, he gave up the three, so now he's got to make this happen. But he's doing his thing right now. Um, what's your thoughts on um, the A's and uh, Tampa Bay Rays tomorrow? 
a pulling for the race. I'd like to see them again. Remember, we had our conversation back in February in training camp, and I said, watch out for the race. They, they could be doing something. So I would like yeah, to yeah. be validated that. on that. Yep, yep, yep. You're not worried about Oakland? No, I'm not saying that Oakland. I think Oakland has got to, you know, go probably. I mean, you know, it's a one, it's a one game play in, you know, mm-hmm. anything can happen. You can't predict right, what's right, going right. to happen. No. I'm I, just saying I, I'd, just like to see the, I'd like to see the Rays do it. I, I think the Rays can do it. I think the Rays have, you know, um, been a little bit underrated. I'm not going to say under the radar. I'm going to say underrated. Because when you talk about the American League East, you talk about the Yankees, of course. You know what I mean? But you like see the Rays, you're like, okay. Really nobody paying attention to the Rays. So then looking at the other teams in the American League, Houston Astros. You know, the Minnesota Twins, you know what I mean? And and they're not really paying attention to the Rays. But the Rays are there. They've been there the last couple of years. And you respect that. Yeah. And um, I do yeah. respect that. And we're going to see, you know. I think that they, they had a team, you know, they, they're not there for no reason. They're there for a reason. Even though they got to go on the road, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll right. see what happens. What's your thoughts on all these managerial changes? Joe Madden's out in Chicago. Hurdle's out in Pittsburgh. You could see. Yeah. That's it's not surprising. I mean, you know, it's like a revolving. You knew, you kind of knew Madden was going to be out. I mean, they almost fired him last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was not a surprise. I, I didn't really. I wasn't surprised really by any of the moves. Um, as an aside, I think uh, the Brewers might be the biggest threat to the Dodgers in the National League, given that they're playing so well. If they get past the Nationals, I think they could give the Dodgers a a pretty good run. I mean, maybe I'm just, I mean, it's just a pipe dream, but, I, but I'm thinking, Hey, you know, they're kind of hot. You know what? I'm, I'm not mad at you. And I think that they kind of, you know, you know how that thing goes when you got the star player out and kind of rally around them. But you know, it was, it was, it was unexpected. They thought they were just going to collapse and they did. So now they just got to go on that motivation right there <clears throat> until, you know, you know, they get it done or not. But I think um, if Milwaukee can win this game tonight, and like you said, they'll give the Dodgers a problem, but they got a hit, you know, because you know what you're going up against right. when you're going to the Dodgers. But are we going to get the good Kershaw, good playoff Kershaw, or the bad playoff Kershaw, you know? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, you know, if, um, if, if they can win this game tonight and move on, I think that they have a team that can do it. You know, their pitching's got to step up too. Haters, like, been pitching like a bum lately. He's been getting touched mm-hmm. up. You know, so I think that, um, you know, he was in Kansas. So I respect what he's doing, you know, um, you know, and, and I think the whole team, they've been playing, Milwaukee's good, you know, so they just have yeah. to keep on doing it. Shout out to Craig Council. He, he's, he's, you know, got his team still going. Nobody's lost the spirit yet, and we'll see what happens. They got to win this game tonight, and then, um, you know, we'll see what happens. What do you think is going to happen with the Braves and the Cardinals? Uh, you know the Braves swept them in our in our uh, you know uh, version of the uh, playoffs. I don't think it's gonna be a sweep, but I think I do think the Braves get the Braves got a pretty good team. I mean Freeman's awesome. Uh, I mean they got. I think I would I think I would go with the Braves. All right, it's it's, it's what it is. So we gonna be we we're gonna be talking down the line. Um, I got the Cardinals. I sure agree, obviously. I got the Cardinals going to the World Series. Huh? I'm sorry. What? 
He said, huh? I got the, <laughs> I got the Cardinals going to the World Series. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I hope you didn't put too much money on that. I got the Cardinals going to the World Series. I, and you know what? I, you know what, though? Hold up. Wait a minute. Hold up. Let me break it down for you. I got five of my six division winners right. So I feel good. I think that the car, people sleeping on the Cardinals, if they can get hot at the right time, I like the Cardinals. Um, I, I really don't trust the Dodgers. Dodgers been there the last two years in a row. They really don't deserve to go back. If they could be beat, somebody beat them. I don't really care about the Dodgers, whether they go or not. They had the last two go-rounds, and they didn't show up. So it's time for somebody else to step up in the National League. And um, I got the Cardinals, man. I just think Yachty Molina, I think, you know, the kid Flaherty doing this thing, Goldschmidt. I think the Cardinals, man. I just, that's, I, I just like them as a sleeper pick. I got the Cardinals and the Yankees in the World Series. I'm not feeling the Cardinals, sorry. Feeling the Cardinals? <laughs> no, not feeling it for the Cardinals. No. Uh, I no sorry. You the Cardinals. <laughs> sorry, yo. My bad. I, I'm not rocking with them. Um, yeah, I'm, man. I'm going to so, say, right. say Dodgers Astros again. And, and, and the Astros are going to win. I don't know who's going to win it, but I think it'll be Astros Dodgers Astros. I, I just don't. I, I can't. I can't take the Dodgers again. Not showing up after they, you know, <laughs> runs and you know, uh, Rio was having a great season and, and you know. But I, you know what? I like to see. Um, um, what's my man? The, the reliever for the Dodgers, Hen, 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 Henley. I forgot his names. Hen, I forgot the reliever for the Dodgers, the closer for the Dodgers. He walked uh, the plank every 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 Henley, night. He walked Henley, the plank. Yeah. And I, We'll see what it yeah. is. You know, um, talk a little bit about um, what's coming up. You know, the, the, the newsletter came out recently. Talk about that a little bit, man. I know you hung out with me for a while. I appreciate you. Yeah, no, no worries. It's been it's been fun talking. It always is fun talking with you. I got dinner on the table here, but I will talk briefly about what's going on. We got uh, the trip to Boston for hockey that I was talking about earlier. Should be a fun time. Got some great early first round matchups. Uh, and then, uh, there's another hockey event that's going on in Toronto. I'm, I'm, that was actually grassroots type thing. Uh, Mike Bacco is a Toronto, uh, resident and he's got a bunch of guys that have a hockey, the hockey blast league. So they're setting up a tournament also thinking about going to that, but I'm not sure I'll be able to swing that trip. Cause I've got the, uh, there's like two weeks after Boston and then, uh, gosh, it's the holidays again. So we got, uh, you know, Christmas coming up, and we're making our plans for 2020, thinking about where we want to go and what we want to do. Uh, we have our our new uh, line of of uh, non sports games play now. That's uh, you know kicking some of our time up. Um, we've got uh, we're trying to we're going to decide whether we're going to do another convention. You got to get to one of our conventions. We we need to have you there because you are you are the man. I appreciate um, you. Yeah, we need to so try to make that happen. We're talking about that for next summer. Uh, so yeah, we got we're we're going to sit down here in the next couple of weeks and just kind of map it all out. We got uh, mm -hmm. okay. we're talking about new games, talking about we're talking about tennis, talking about basketball. Like like we talked about earlier, uh, haven't made a lot of movement on that. Some some though we we did play some basketball in St. Louis. Uh, on the night before and, and afterwards. Um, and, you know, I think uh, moving in the right direction, just, it's just slow. Game development is just really slow. And uh, so I um, don't have a timetable for that, but we are talking about that uh, 
possibly for 2020 or 2021. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be, we're gonna sit down and map stuff out here in the next couple of weeks. And hard to believe that uh, the year is starting to wind down. Right, right. Yeah, man. October already, man. October already. Real quick before we let you go, man. What's your thoughts on um, laughing at college football this week? Are we are we are we knocking Clemson down now? Are we losing respect for Clemson? after they had that close call against North Carolina? I've watched the end of that. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Pretty much, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I try to stick with what I see. Um, and it was hard for me to put, you know, Clemson on top of Alabama. It was hard for me to do that. And so I, I put Alabama number one. Um, I had to drop Clemson down a, a, a couple of spots, man, because I like Ohio State. Ohio State is looking really good. Um, yep. So I, I just can't. I, I can't really get into LSU yet, Keith. I can't get into LSU yet. No, don't disrespect them. I can't get into them. Let me, you know, see them beat Alabama, and then we could talk. Right. Well, they usually uh, they usually bring it right around bowl time, so. I still want to see Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa either in the semifinals or in the national championship. Oh, that I think that would be yeah, that would be uh, you know what could you say to that? Um, and I think that um, must, you know must see TV. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Must see TV. Definitely, man. That, I mean, talking about that, and I think that um, how. Um, Jalen Hurts left and went to Oklahoma from Alabama. I think you know is a, is, is a tribute to him because he didn't do take the usual route and badmouth him. He was like, you know, decision was made and I'm going to move on. And, and I appreciate that. And 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 um, you know, it's proven that you know he went to Oklahoma and he's doing his thing and that he could be that quarterback and be that guy. But I mean, as far as Oklahoma is concerned, to me. You know, Jalen Hurts got to get you 45 because you're going to give up 40. That's another one of them stories. You know what I mean? So, again, you know, and, 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 and that Big 12 is no joke. And they still got to see Texas. So, we'll see what happens. You know, but it's getting ready to get good now. It's getting ready to get really, really good. Um, Keith, man, I appreciate you um, rocking out with me. You stressed it out. I appreciate you, man. Everything is everything. Um, I'm getting ready to um, – Yo, oh! This is what I wanted to talk to you about. Before I let you go, I'm sorry, man. I got to hold you for another couple of minutes. Second season express. I love it. I love awesome. it. I love it. I love it. I watched the video. I watched um, your video. I watched Al's video. And it's, see, no, no, Steve's video. Steve's video. And it seemed like they played the game different. First of all, you used a different scorecard. Score sheet. Use different score sheets. Then it was like, okay, when, for example, you do a run sequence against the pass and uh, no symbol comes up. It says no game and there's no symbol. Right. So does that automatically fourth down or do you get another down? That's what no, I'm trying to down. That's fourth down. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, the, it's like clusters of plays. It's like uh, right. you've got to think of it like you're not calling one play. You're calling a sequence of plays. Right. And the result that you get, the result that you get is uh, the result result of either one or 
more of those plays. So, if, like, if you get like a, a six, a three zone game, for example, right? That maybe didn't happen on one play. It might have been, you know, two, uh, like, like three one zone games back to back to back. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to kind of think of it in those terms. Uh, so, yeah, oh. if it says if if you get a result with no symbol and it just says you know right. stuff, then yeah, that that means your series. It wasn't your play was stuffed. That means your series was stuffed. Okay. Okay. So that's fourth down, or is that fourth down, or do I allow to? You know, if, I, if I'm in field goal range, and I hear field goal. Is that fourth down? It's it's fourth down. So you can okay, try cool. field goal. I, you, can I, I, you can go for it. I, I, I got you now. I got you. So it's fourth down. You could put. Okay. Okay. Now I got it now. So no symbol. There's that's fourth down. That's it. Okay, the triangle right. is either first or second down, right? So I really have to decide to die. And then the right. circle, I decide to die, and that tells me whether it was third or second or third down. Right. See how easy got it was? Got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. <laughs> I got it. I got it. It's all good. I got it. I, I, I like it. Now that I really, really got it, okay. We'll see what it is. Now, if you'll notice, yeah. if you'll notice uh-huh. uh, that on the on the blitz charts, there are no symbols. Right. So that means, uh, you know, it gives you sort of a strategic option to try to, you know, amp it up and, you know, stuff the series right there. Right. Right. Yeah. Of course, there's risk. There's risk yep. involved, but... You, know, you might give up the big play. It does give you. It does give you an option to try to dial it up and you know stamp, stamp it out. So yeah, I, I see it now. I got it. Everything is everything. I'm gonna. Um, what I'm also gonna do is um, I'm gonna try to play like the last two weeks of the uh, baseball season. I like this out of town scoreboard. That oh fun. yeah. Yeah, this That's is cool. crazy. I got the Jewel Cigar, man. Shout out to Jewel, man. I appreciate you. This made life a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I like this. It's really, it's really, really nice. It, 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 it kind of right now, you could really get involved in it. You know what I mean? And, um, I'm going to, yeah, make it do what it do. That's really, really dope. And then you can give a reference. He says, um, you can find some of the stats or whatever. You go like the baseball reference. You know what I mean? If you want to do different seasons or whatever. So I really appreciate it. Shout out to Jules again, man. Appreciate you. All right. But, um, yeah, All man, right. so I appreciate you for, for, for rocking out with me. I thank you. Tell Sam I said what up. I appreciate him. Um, and, let's, and let's get it, man. I, I'll talk to you next time, man. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Appreciate always fun. Always, always a good sir. time. And I appreciate you and all you bring to the party, too. Thank you, man. All right, we're about to take a pause for the course. This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Rackle Bob, hold me down. That was SteveAvalonePlay.com in the house. You already know what it is. Um, let's take a pause for the course. When we come back, we're going to get into some things, man. Nonstop. After further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Let's go. <sighs> 
Thanks, man. It was fun. I appreciate you. Talk to you later. All right. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic, so visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca 
or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rates. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that... We change it. Together. This is our time. One, two, three. Let's start a revolution. Let's me we. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography.
If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further. Oh, there. It's a machine gun. Look out, Daddy! Up in the sky. Look. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Are you Superman? For the best in old-time radio adventures, you've come to the right place. This is one nostalgic weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Yo, what's good? We're back in the building after the review 2.0, a.k.a. the Cylon Pass. We're in the house. Shout out to my man, Keith Avalon, man. He ride out with me, man. That, that, was, that was good. I, I appreciate that. You know, um, we were supposed to have uh, Coach uh, Stan Waterman call in. I don't know if he you know, got or if he's busy or whatever. So he always has the, the number to get in, and we got it popping. So you know what we do, man. All right. Um, real quick, man, watching the uh, National League wild card game between the Washington Nationals and the Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers got off to a good start. Home runs off of uh, Max Scherzer. It's 3-1. to one. All right, the Brewers lead. The winner of that series goes on to play um, the Los Angeles Dodgers in the National League Division Series. Tomorrow night, you got the Oakland A's hosting the Tampa Bay Rays in the American League wild card game. The winner of that series. But, um, the um, Houston Astros. All right, um, so that's what it is, man. We're going to get up out of here um, about 10 o'clock, whatever, and uh, do what we do. Um, this past week, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course, once again, it's on. We're back in the building. 55 to 40 win over the Los Angeles Rams. Um, <clears throat> I think that, you know, we, we finally had a game where we can, you know, show what we can do. Um, but you know me, I, I'm going to nitpick. I think that, you know, I would have meant more if we were, you know, had, you know, 55 to 27 or something like that. I think it would have meant more. We gave up a 40 burger. So, I think we can't rest on our laurels. Um, shout out to Jameis Winston. He did what he had to do. Be consistent, man. Um, we have a running game now. Ronald Jones. Remember, I was big on him last year. I was big on Ronald Jones coming out of USC. And um, he didn't do what he needed to do. But it's okay. The year later is a year wiser, a year more mature. And um, he's providing that running game, along with Peyton Barber. You know what I mean? And, and making Tampa Bay a threat. So if you have semblance of a running game, you can, you know, do what you need to do and, and play action and all that. So that opens up, you know, uh, a wide array of situations for Jameis Winston to do his thing. So um, I'm appreciating where we're at right now. Um, we're not there yet by no stretch of, the, stretch of the imagination, you know, but I just want um, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be respected, you know, and, and let people know that we are in the building. And again, like I said, um, off the air, um, I feel like, you know, I'm not scared or worried about Atlanta. I think Atlanta sucks. The Atlanta Falcons, I think they're garbage. Um, Carolina, they got to figure it out. Kyle Allen, you know, um, 2-0 and in his starts, replacing Cam Newton. But I still think they got some things that they got to figure out in Carolina. Um, New Orleans is our only, you know, our only um, thing that really stands in our way. So I'm feeling like, you know, we can, you know, do some things now, take advantage of the situation with um, Drew Brees being out. But again, it's going to be a tough go with Teddy Bridgewater, um, you know, in 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 New Orleans now, quarterback. And you know what the Saints bring to the table. So I think you know I'm not really 
you know, um, jumping out the window about, you know, Tampa Bay putting 55 points on the Rams is nice, but now we got to keep that momentum going now. You know, we got to have that same energy playing New Orleans. It's a division game. So, you know, um, first of all, you know, it's a, it's a division game, so we have to really be on, you know, be on our P's and Q's for that. And then, you know, winning that game against New Orleans, I think will give us the, you know, a little bit more respect. People will talk about it. You know, we'll be, we'll be back to talking about the Buccaneers. And that's always a great thing. I think, we, you know, the last time people were talking about us was a couple of years ago. Um, we, you know, we felt ourselves, you know what I mean, and kind of got out of pocket. And um, a couple of coaches had to go, which really didn't make no sense. But here we are, you know what I mean, with another new coach, Bruce Arians. And um, so far, you know, I, I can't complain. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to complain. But I don't want... Um, to talk about at the end of the season, um, our best game of the year being against the Los Angeles Rams in week four. You know what I mean? So um, let's improve on that. And let's make it do what it do, man. Um, WNBA finals game two, Washington Mystics against the Connecticut Sun. You know, I think that um, Washington, Elena Deladon, you know, if you rock with me, you know, I'm a big Elena Deladon fan, you know? She was at Delaware. She was at the uh, Chicago. Um, she played for Chicago. Um, now she's on the Washington um, Mystics doing her thing. Five minutes left to go in the fourth. Connecticut leads Washington 84-80. to 80. Washington leads the series one game to none. So um, check that out. It's definitely, I, mean, I, I like the WNBA. You already know what it is. WNBA, I like it. And, um, you know, check that out, man. Give the ladies some respect and 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 for what they do. Um, the NBA season about to pop off in a couple of weeks. Training camps getting underway. Everything's everything. I'm kind of like leery about this particular basketball season because people are going to really be jumping out the window. It's just getting it's starting to bubble up now. It's starting to bubble because the season is getting closer. You know what I mean with training camps. So people start to you know puff their chest out a little bit. There's a lot of contenders. Um, I heard, you know, Shaquille O'Neal, he made a diss record against Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard came back with a diss record against Shaq. So Shaq and Damian Lillard going at it. And, um, both of them joints is kind of fire. You ask me, you know what I mean? Shaq, you know, Shaq could always rhyme, you know, he's from Brick City, shout out to New, New Jersey. You know what I mean? And Dame Lillard, you know, he does his thing. He got a couple of albums out, so he does his thing on the rhyme tip too, but it was getting kind of deep. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, Dame Lillard fired back at him. So that's, I think that's what we're getting in this, in, in this generation, man. You got these new cats that's not going to have any disrespect. And, and what they perceive as disrespect is anything that doesn't sound positive. It sounds like, you know, they're doing at superhuman abnormal stuff, which is not like that. You know what I mean? So they're going to come at you. And Dame Lillard came at Shaq, but it is, it is what it is. I think that adds a little flavor to um, the upcoming season. Um, I'm looking forward to my New York Knicks, seeing that, you know, we're going to be better. I like Julius Randle. I like the, you know, the um, Taz Gibson of the world, those guys that we acquired. You know what I mean? I think that um, we're going to be all right. You know, and, and contrary to what my man Stephen A. Smith believes, he told me that um, he feels like the Brooklyn Nets stole New York. I don't feel like that at all. 
Brooklyn Nets could never steal New York. You know what I mean? And we're not going to get into the specifics of the situation, but we will as the season gets closer. You know how I feel about what's going on in Brooklyn, man. They got Kyrie Irving in a lawn chair. That's it. You know what I mean? So it is what it is, man, um, right now. So I'm not really concerned about the Brooklyn Nets. I'm concerned about what the Knicks are going to do. I'm looking forward to the season. It's going to be bananas. You know, I can't wait to you know see some of these people's uh, NBA final predictions. I know a lot of them will have the Lakers on GP. I get it. They're going to have the Lakers on GP. I understand. I understand. But you got another team, the Los Angeles Clippers, that's better than the Lakers. And, and again, the Western Conference is not anything to sneeze at. That's why I keep telling these people, they think that the Lakers is going to come in and just wipe the floor with everybody. No. No. Look at the Denver Nuggets. They're going to be better. Utah Jazz. You killing me right now? So the West is going to be loaded. And, and nobody's talking about the Golden State Warriors. So, again, man, at the end of the day, man, the West is going to be loaded. We're going to see what the Lakers are going to do, you know. Um, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. But as far as the Eastern Conference, that's up for grabs as well, you know. Um, what's, what's, what's Philly going to do? Everybody's riding Philadelphia. Everybody's riding the Sixers, you know. Um, you know, they got to finish the job. You know, even though they was in game seven last year, you know, Kyrie got him out of here. You know, I just, I, I feel like, you know, um, this is a big year for the Sixers. They have to prove that last year wasn't a fluke. You know what I mean? That Jimmy Butler didn't just come in and, and rescue them. You know, Joel Embiid is the man. Jim, Jimmy uh, uh, Butler's not there anymore. So, I mean, you know, Al Horford makes a difference. You know, he's going to be playing with Embiid instead of playing against him. I think that, you know, um, you know that works well for both of those guys. Um, you know, a lot depends on what Ben Simmons is doing. If Ben Simmons can make a jump shot to save his life, they'll be okay. You know, Jason Richardson is going to, is going to help. You know, and we'll see. We'll see what it is, man. But I think um, Milwaukee, you know, they, they're seeing what's going on in Philadelphia. They're seeing that. And uh, I think Giannis is, you know, wants to prove that, you know, they're, you know, they're better than what they did last year, you know. And I think that they're going to have to be. They're going to they're gonna have to be better, man. I think that, um, you know, the East, you know, is, is, is kind of up for grabs. You know, don't sleep on the Indiana Pacers. Don't sleep on them, you know. Um, Victor Oladipo, you know, when he comes back, they're going to be that much stronger. So don't sleep on, on what the um, – Indiana Pacers are doing in the East, you know. Um, you know, again, we'll see what happens, man. It's going to be really crazy. People are going to, you know, jumping out the window. Zion Williamson, what are we doing with Zion? You know, what are we doing with Zion? You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and Lonzo Ball, what are we doing with him and Zion in, in New Orleans? So it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot of stuff to, to talk about, man. As far as this basketball season, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, um, I want to see you know, me, you know him and Donovan Mitchell. I want to see what they're gonna you know look like in the backcourt. You know, um, you know, um, Gobert in the middle holding it down. I want to see what the Jazz are gonna look like. Nuggets are gonna be good. You know, Joker back for another year. Jamal Murray. 
You know, uh, they got Jeremy Grant. I think he's one of the best sneaky pickups of the summer. So, again, man, West is going to be crazy. Uh, Dallas, you know, we're going to see now, finally now, Luka Doncic and um, that, that dude, Chris Porzingis. You know, we're going to see, what, you know, what they do, you know, in the West, you know. Um, Porzingis back off a torn ACL. Um, you know, Doncic is going to be having his second year. We'll see what happens. You know, so again, man, um, and and the Clippers, you know, the Clippers are gonna make make some noise. Is Atlanta gonna make some noise? You know, um, Trey Young, you know, doing what he does. Um, Cam Reddish, you know, I, you know, they they got a young team. We'll see. So again, the East is gonna be up for grabs, and whoever really wants it can 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 snatch that. You know, and that's what that is. All right, this is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We are in the building live and direct, making it do what it do. Um, on a Tuesday night, man, it's 3-1, to one, bottom of the fifth National League wildcard game. The Milwaukee Brewers lead the Washington Nationals. All right, so that's, that's what it is. You're caught up. You're up to speed right now. Um, Sean Porter and Errol Spence Jr. had a fight Saturday night. Unified and welterweight um, titles. Um, you know, a lot of people calling it a, a great fight, a classic fight. It was a good fight. It was a very good fight. Uh, you know, both of those guys, you know, gave it their all. Um, Errol Spence, I think, went in as a prohibitive favorite. A lot of people liked him. You know, and, and Sean Porter gave, you know, one of the best performances, I think, of this year. Um, he fought Sean Porter. It was, I mean, he fought Errol Spence Jr. in. He gave Errol Spence Jr. what he was looking for. But the 11th round, Errol Spence caught him with the left hook, short left, bang. And that kind of like t- changed the momentum of the fight. And um, Sean Porter, he, his glove touched the, you know, his glove touched the canvas, so they considered that a knockdown. And, um, again, I think with Sean Porter, that, you know, that's a little bit of a pattern. If you notice, he, when he fought Adrian Broner, um, he had that fight. He was in control of that fight. The 12th round came. Adrian Broner dropped him. So, again, I think that, you know, Sean Porter, is, is. I give him his credit. You know, I give him all credit due, you know what I mean? But I just think that, you know, even after, in the, after this fight with Spence in the seventh round, he kind of looked like he was losing a little bit of steam. So, I, I mean, I watched that fight, and I just thought that it was a great fight. I mean, would I, would I want to see it again? <sighs> I definitely would rather see that than Errol Spence and Danny Garcia. What was Danny Garcia doing in the ring? Knock it off, man. Nobody wants to see that. You know? And and like I said Saturday night, I don't think Terrence Crawford is losing any sleep after what he saw um, on Saturday night with Errol Spence and Sean Porter. I don't think Terrence Crawford is losing any sleep at all. You know? So, again, no disrespect. They can take it how they want to take it. But um, that's just what that is, man. It was a great fight. Um, and um, it was announced that uh, Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz fighting November 23rd. That should be, you know, a, a nice fight as far as the heavyweight division is concerned. Um, and pretty much that's, that's that, man. We're going to do the three-minute rant. And then we're going to get up out of here. You know what I mean? Um, and that's that. I want to shout out Keith Avalon once again. Coming through, playgames.com. You already know what it is. Um, go to the site, playgames.com, and check it out. 
I'm, if you're a sports fan and you always wanted to kind of like coach and manage your own situation, the opportunity is right there, man. So it's, it's right there. The game. And trust me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't steer you wrong. Um, some scores from week four. Last night, the Steelers over the Bengals 27-3. to um, I'm not really concerned about that. The Bengals are garbage. Um, Raiders over the Colts 31-24. Vontae Burfick suspended for the season. He's uh, appealing it. I think that his reputation precedes him. Um, the stuff that he does is blatant, so I wouldn't be surprised if they uphold his suspension. Um, Titans over the Falcons 24-10. to You know what I feel about the Falcons and Matt Ryan. I think they stink. Um, Daniel Jones and the Giants over the Redskins, 24-3. Um, we saw Dwayne Haskins in that game. I think that, um, you know, the Giants fans now are kind of, you know, kind of glad what they got. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, I, and I asked, I said that on Twitter. I said, um, you know, who's mad now at the Giants, you know, taking Saquon Barkley? You know what I mean? I don't think that the Giants, you know, I said that. I don't think that the Giants should have touched Sam Darnold when they didn't. Um, and now, you know, who's in a better position? So look at it like that. Um, Panthers lost to the Texans 16. Panthers beat the Texans, I'm sorry, 16 to 10. Um, again, you know, Kyle Allen, 232 yards. Christian McCaffrey, 27 for 93. You know what I mean? And 10, for, 10 receptions for 86 yards. So he did what he did. Charges over the Dolphins, 30 to 10. Shout out to Wacko Bob. Josh Rosen, 189 in the touchdown and the interception. Chiefs over the Lions, 34-30. Browns gave it to the Ravens, 40 to 25. Patriots over the Bills, 16-10. to 10. The Bills definitely had a chance to win that game. Tampa Bay, Buccaneers over the Rams, 55-40. to 40. Let's go. Jameis Winston, four touchdowns, one interception. I'll take that. You know what I mean? And um, Godwin, 12 for 172. I'll take that all day. Seahawks over the Cardinals, 27-10. Vikings and the Bears. Bears beat the Vikings, 16-6. Um, Jaguars over the Broncos in the crazy game, 26-24. Gardner Minshew, 213, two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette back in the building, 225, doing his numbers. Cowboys and the Saints, they played down in New Orleans on Sunday night. Saints beat the Cowboys 12 to 10. Um, Dak Prescott, 223 in the interception. Ezekiel Elliott was held in check, 35 yards, uh, 18 touches. Alvin Kamara, 17 for 69. Teddy Bridgewater, 193 with it. Um, and Sunday night, the Eagles. Um, beat the Packers. I mean, Thursday night, I'm sorry. The Eagles beat the Packers 34-27. All right? That's what that is. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass, we get ready to get into the three-minute rant, and then we're going to get up out of here. All right? The three-minute rant tonight is going to be on the 2019-2020 NHL season, which pops off sooner than you think. Tomorrow, um, if you go to after further review on the page, we got the, um, the preview right there. I'm just going to say it like this. I think that um, Las Vegas is going to do what they do. I think that, that that team is charmed. First season notwithstanding, when they went to the finals last year, they kind of took, you know, took a little downturn. But I think that um, the Pacific is, you know, Vegas is to lose. If you remember, they got robbed in the playoffs by a bad call. You know what I mean? So, again, I think that um, they're stacked up front. You know, they should have one of the top, you know, sixes in, 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 in all the NHL. Carson, Mark Stone, Marshall, Pacioretty, Paul Stagney. 
know what I mean? And, um, you know, Riley Smith for the other kid, Alex Tuck. So I think that, you know, they got the short end of the stick, game seven against San Jose. They fell apart. Then they, you know, got eliminated. But um, I think that they, you know, they're a prideful team. I like what's going on in Las Vegas, man. I like what they're doing. But Mark Andre Fleury, you know, he's going to be, you know, 35 real soon. And, um, you know, he came back down to earth. I think that they got to improve on the power play, which was 25th in the league last year. So I think that um, they have a chance to to make some noise, man. I, I like the the um, the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights, and um, I feel like you know what they're doing is just you know gaining momentum again. Like I said, and I'm gonna say it again, they didn't come into the league being a slouch. They came in the league being good already. So you know what I mean. I, I'm not mad at them. You know what I mean? They're just keeping the, the, the momentum going up. They just got jerked last year in the playoffs. Yep, they got jerked. They got jerked last year. So, but it's okay. It's all right. You know, uh, I think that, you know, Tampa Bay, Lightning, they have to really, you know, get last year out of their mind. You know, because it was funny. It was actually funny. President's Trophy and didn't show up in the playoffs at all. So I think a lot of heat is going to be on Tampa Bay. You know what I mean? Shout out to Miss Cat. You know what I mean? But it just is what it is. I think the Tampa Bay Lightning have a lot to prove. And they're still the best team in hockey. But can they get the job done? You know? And I think that, you know, the President's Trophy having the most points in the regular season is a blessing and a curse. You know? And, I mean, you know, that's cool. You, you dominate everybody. You won 62 games. Right. What? <sighs> anyway, man, that's the three-minute rant. I'm about to get up out of here. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the Sauron Pass in the building every Tuesday night, live and direct, speaker.com, holding us down. Shout-out to my crew over there at No Knockoffs Radio, Harlem Fresh 125, Rocker Bash, Robbie Dank, Shauna Price, Lady Royal, Dee Marie, and my man, Lord Triple He gets it in every week, man, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, 9 o'clock to... 11, all right? Um, check me out on Twitter at RMDesk. You know what it is. Check me out on Facebook after further review. Um, shout out to Keith Avalon. Coach Stan Waterman, we ran out of time. We'll get you next time. Shout out to my man Kevin. Shout out to my man OG Wood. Shout out to you, man. All right? I'll catch up to you all next week, man. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. So we are out of here. Peace.